Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, everybody, to Philly Sports Talk with Cash and Chris right here on IE Sports Radio. IE Sports Radio is your direct feed for all that is sports. You are listening to Philly Sports Talk with Cash and Chris. We are bringing you the most comprehensive view of Philadelphia sports by fans for fans. Philly Sports Talk with Cash and Chris. Another Tuesday night, and I think it was a number of months ago we were complaining about the Philadelphia Phillies. They were struggling. They were losing games. They were going on a West Coast trip and coming back 1-5. and five. They were getting swept by the Cubs, and they ended up getting to the World Series. Is it possible that the same thing's happening with the Philadelphia 76ers? No. No. Good evening. Good evening. Yes, good evening, everyone. I'm Chris Amos, joined always by Bobby Cash. Here on IE Sports Radio. Your direct feed for all the sports. Um, no, it's not possible. They are... We, it's, not, it's not a surprise. It's not like these last three games have all of a sudden changed our opinion of this team. Chris and I have known all along that this team wasn't deep enough, wasn't talented enough doesn't play the defense, doesn't have the shooting, doesn't have what it takes, doesn't have the coaching to make a finals run. They have one thing going for them. It's Joel Embiid. And he's having the best year of his career, but he's about to hit the pinnacle. He's about to get to the top and then start to decline. So there's not many years left. And who did this remind you of, his career with the Sixers? Another former Sixer. Iverson? Well, Iverson actually made it to the finals. Oh, that's true. He did. Andre Iguodala. Yes. <laughs> no, Charles Barkley. Barkley, okay. Listen, it, it, Joel, Joel Embiid's career is, is mirroring Charles Barkley's, in my opinion. He just, I, wasn't going, he I wasn't going back that far, but no, you're correct. Now, Charles Barkley, he, he, did he play in an Eastern Conference final in his rookie year? I, I, that's like <sighs> before my... Uh, like 1985, like the, the, the longest I can remember back. I don't know if Barkley ever played in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think he did. 
other made it. He made it to the second round just like Embiid. Um, yeah, this team doesn't have what it takes. Now, I've been dying to talk about this. Saturday night, Sixers game against Boston, 107-107, 10.8 seconds left. Jason Tatum inbounds the ball. Backcourt to Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart dribbles up, hands it to Jason Tatum. Now, Jason Tatum's 33 feet from the basket. I know that because there's a graphic on the screen that says 33 feet. <laughs> I didn't measure it. Tobias Harris has Jason Tatum in a, in a horrible position with 5.9 seconds left. The announcers two seconds before that said, the Sixers have a foul to give. Is there a rule somewhere that says just because you have a foul to give, you have to give this foul? No, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that he was instructed to do it by uh, Glenn Rivers. You mean Red Auerbach Rivers? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, he fouls him. There's 5.9 seconds left. Tobias Harris did a hell of a job on Jason Tatum all night long. So, we fast forward. And a timeout call. And Celtics are inbounding from the same spot. This time, Jason Tatum is in the backcourt. With guess who on him? Not Tobias Harris. Nope. Where's Tobias Harris? Tobias Harris is at the foul line in a jump in a, in a mixture of players with you know three on there was about six players total. He's he's in the vicinity of Jalen Brown. Okay, Jalen Brown is not in position to get this ball. So who's covering Jason Tatum at the Sixers foul line, the other side? None, none other than the Anthony Melton, who does not have the size, the length, the speed, anything to stay with Jason Tatum. So he comes across half court, a bounce pass, right under Belton's arms. Tatum hits a three because there's no height there. He can shoot over him. It's like shooting a practice shot. Tobias Harris is the same height as Jason Tatum. So whose fault is this? Is this Doc, Doc Rivers' fault? You, I, I, would be, I would even have to be with P.J. Tucker because I think P.J. Tucker gets a hand on that pass from, from Marcus Smart. That was, that was a tight, tight pass. And it's just... It's the story of this team. They don't make the plays when the plays need to be made. And it's aggravating. They can't win close games. They, they don't... They, what do you, what's what's, in your, what's in your, your opinion? What's the problem? Is it coaching? Players? I believe, I believe it's, it's the philosophy of the team. Because I've said this before, and I'll say it over and over again. The NBA is not built to win around the center. Jokic will not be in the NBA Finals, and Bede will not be in the NBA Finals. It is a shooting league, and the Sixers do not have enough shooting. And like you said, they rely so much on Embiid, and it's it's just not the way the league is now. But wait, wait, wait. You're, you're, you're telling me, though, that Jason Tatum at the end of that game the other night hit an hit a open three uh, to win it for the Celtics? So 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 a superstar in this league can hit a three to win a game, huh? I'm I'm yeah. I'm I'm referring to last night, by the way. They said that he was that that was actually designed to be a more open shot. I think Embiid was supposed to do a fake, a pass fake, and he didn't do that to get the defender off of Harden. Yeah, so but why? Well, was, was contested. And and the issue is why is why are they losing at that point to the Miami Heat <laughs> at home? Well, well, yeah, 
I, I didn't want you to say that because I thought you'd be on the. This, I thought you would agree with this one. But what's wrong with the Miami Heat? They don't stink. They're 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 the same team minus PJ Tucker that went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Yeah, and they're. That, 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 I mean, they're, was the number one seed. I mean, they they haven't played up to it that this this year so far, but. They've had in, they've had injuries they, like every other team has. You're you're right. And um the thing too, when they play the Sixers, I mean of course that's gonna bring up Jimmy Butler and yeah. he's How about that shot? Uh, that was a crazy circus shot he hit. Well, I don't know. I didn't I, I just saw some reports. I wasn't sure if if it came through or not on the audio, but when he was walking out of the tunnel or something, he looked at someone and said, Tobias Harris over me? We <laughs> <laughs> did. Who played 34 minutes last night and had all of two shots. points? On four shots. Um, he's the highest paid sixer. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that, that, once again, that's not his fault. He's the highest paid sixer. That's their fault. Right, right. Um, he, he's a good. He, he's he's what they need as a, a number four option. That's fine. I'm fine with that. He can score 16, 18 points a game. The problem is he's, I think, I heard today he's, he's played 100 minutes in three games and scored nine points in the last two weeks. Wow. He had three games where he played 100 minutes total, nine points. He just disappears. Is it, is, it, is, it, is it James Harden? Is James Harden the problem? Can he just not win no matter where he goes? Because he never has. Yeah, I. Who's, who's the problem here? And the problem with Harden is you're not going to get anything for him because you only signed that one year deal. On, on it has no value. Has no value. It's they they, they would have known this. They could have moved him at the All Star break. Yeah, and I don't know what they do going forward because it looks like we're going to be sitting here talking about another early exit from the playoffs. Yeah, nothing. I mean, uh, yeah, and, and most of Philadelphia knows this today. Tim Legler today saying the same thing. That Philadelphia is a smart, smart fan base. They know. They know they don't have what it takes. They know they're not as deep as Milwaukee. Yeah, you know, they said he said Milwaukee is deep. It has has you know nine guys, and any of the bench can score fifteen points on any given night. So they don't have that. No, and what's going to happen too when you hit the playoffs, especially once. Those games get into the fourth quarter. It's it's a much it's a much slower and different game. It's a half court game, and right there you're already um, behind the eight ball if you're the Sixers. And I, I I don't I don't know how you fix it. I mean, and another thing I guess that he's he's not brought up, but George Niang. I mean, if he's not hitting shots, he's useless. Yes, there are a bunch of guys. That- like you said, they they can't they're not hitting shot. They're, they don't play defense. No, none of them. Ty, Tyrese Maxey has become a defensive liability. It's like watching JJ Redick all over again. Well, and he fouled out last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, you watch next time. Any, anybody that's listening, next time you watch the Sixers play, watch Maxey. Guys go by him, doesn't even put a hand up. It's like a lay a free layup. Well, wide open shots. You, know, you can't get in front of guys and stay in front. How's he that bad on defense? He's an athlete. And and Harden's not a defender anymore either. Never has been. Correct. <laughs> I, I know. I, I, 
I've always watched him. There used to be tw- tweets, and tw- Twitter videos of him playing defense. Like, Olay, it's like a bull, you know, the bullfighters. Hmm. He, he never played defense because he doesn't want to foul out. He wants to be on the court scoring his 30 points a game, so he gets his $50 million a year, $200 million contract. Yeah, correct. And it's it's frustrating because as I mean, of course, we're we're huge huge sports fans, but it's just been so long. I mean, it, it's been essentially your your whole life that the Sixers have not not really been contenders. Um, now now they've they've had teams that, especially here recently, and and some in one or two years with Iverson, where it looked like they possibly could be, but it's it's just not there. And I I don't one finals appearance one, and it, it was great. I mean, I still remember that. That, that. that was that was a great, great couple of weeks. The whole, the whole playoff run, but yep. once they got to the Eastern Conference Finals, it was like all you thought about. You know, it was it was, great. it was like the Phillies run this year. It was just, everybody in town had the Sixers flags in their cars. It was it was awesome. Yeah, and I don't. Get that back. I yeah, like I said, I, I <laughs> you know my. My personality and the way I sometimes look at things, and 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 I, I come come across in, in kind of a sarcastic way. But the Sixers are going to save us from uh, having to watch another Philadelphia team lose in the finals. Yeah. <laughs> um, how about that? How, how about that? The last fourteen appearances by Philadelphia in the finals were two and twelve. Well, and and you know what? Two seems high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, the two. It's the Phillies, uh, it's and, the Phillies the and the Eagles, right? Right. No, no, you're right, and it's it is it's extremely extremely frustrating, and and see, and and what's what's even more frustrating with the Sixers, I I don't know what you do going forward, um, but I don't know if the ownership really cares. Um, I guess I I, I guess they do to a point, but. I mean, when, when's the last time, I know maybe a radio interview or something, but when's the last time you heard anything of any substance from Daryl Morey? The only thing, see, and what happened is... Uh, I'm, I thought you were going to say Josh Harris. I hear Daryl Morey. He's not the owner. He's the president. Right. right. Well, no, no, no. I know, I know. But I, but I was even saying that, that Morey, yeah, I mean, like I said, he's done some interviews. Harris, I mean, Josh Harris, you, you, uh-huh. you, you never. Um, but Morey, what he did was he traded to bring James Harden here. And it didn't it didn't work last year, and what it did was it handcuffed the Sixers going forward this year. Well, anytime I do hear him speak, he constantly complains about injuries. It's always a built-in excuse: the fact that we've never been healthy in the playoffs. And, you know, get, just get Joel to be healthy. We can see what we can do. Well, if they keep if if they keep pounding him like they are now, he's not going to be healthy Come in on. this playoffs. But here's the thing. If if he's not out there playing, they're they're going to be so far buried in a fifth or sixth seed. It's not going to matter whether he's healthy or not. And like we said, that this is a tough stretch. I mean, don't don't ex- I don't expect them to win any of the next five. Me they, either. They could, they, they could lose seven straight games. How many three pointers are the Dallas Mavericks going to make against them? Uh-huh. At, um, Thursday night, thirty. They're, they're, they don't guard the perimeter. They're they're going to shoot fifty. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's amazing too because you go back and like like you said you you brought up Charles Barkley and when you 
start thinking about great players in the NBA, great players that, that, that we've seen in, in our lifetime. And of course, yeah, Charles Barkley will come to mind. Moses Malone, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Carl uh, Malone. Um, you look at um, the guys who, who played for the Boston Celtics, Kevin McHale and Robert Parrish and, and, and those, those guys. That's, that NBA has kind of ended where teams, I mean, Shaq, I mean, where teams were built around that. Um, it's now about getting shooters and, you know, it's, 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 it's like, okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll trade a possession for a chance to get a three pointer. We'll trade two possessions for a chance to get a three. And there's a lot of good, there's a lot of teams out there that, that make a lot of threes. And, and that's the thing too. Um, you, you, you live by it and you die by it. And it seems like a lot of teams, um, when it, when it counts most live by it against the Sixers. Well, you know, I, I I do a lot of thinking, as I always say during the week in my uh, my mail truck driving around. And I thought about this for a second. You know, why did they shoot so many threes? Well, it all comes down to math. I mean, if you, you shoot twenty three pointers and you make eight, which is you know positive, that's about average forty percent. That's twenty four points. Now, if you shoot twenty two pointers and you go ten for twenty, which is not really likely, you're only getting twenty points. Yep. So I mean that's it's simple math. It makes sense to shoot the threes. I was um I was watching the game uh sun yeah it was it was it was Sunday night and it was the Nuggets and the Clippers and I believe at the beginning well I know at the beginning the Denver got out to a huge lead maybe like twenty four to five or or something like that and I'm and, take the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, exactly, exactly. I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, well, at some point, the Clippers are going to take the lead in this game, probably, or or they're going to make it close. I mean, the game ended up going into overtime, and the Clippers did take the lead. But Denver, what they what they were able to do in in, in that stretch, yeah, they they hit a couple threes, but and and then when they the, the, to get the lead, and then they started going to joke it. And he was hitting shots and, you know, shooting his usual um, above 50%. But like you said, he's making these two-point shots. And the way the Clippers got back in the game, they, they got hot and started hitting threes. So what happened was now Denver all of a sudden had to transition away from him and start shooting threes. Now, he ended up with a bunch of points in the game. But when the Clippers started making their run and Denver kept going into him, like you said... It was three points versus two points. And the game ended up was, going to overtime. I think, what, it was, one, was that the 134-124 final? It was. Yeah, so in two games, the Clippers gave up 310 points. <laughs> yes, they did. My goodness, that 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 game, that game the night before, um, that, felt like, that felt like something we'd see uh, watching the Sixers because the Clippers had a 14-point lead with under four minutes to go, and it evaporated. Um, I'll tell you, there's, there's a lot of money to be made out there in the NBA. <laughs> You're right. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I would not be surprised. And we had this conversation. I think it was a number a number of years ago, or going back two years maybe. I wouldn't be surprised if the Sacramento Kings are in the Western Conference Final. Man, I mean, they could score. 
Yes, they can. Yeah, but they go back to the same conversation. No defense. And 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 it will be it will be a roll of the dice if if they can hit their shots once it comes playoff time and in those big games. I mean, De- I mean, De'Aaron Fox is an outstanding player, and yeah, it'll it'll just come down to whether they're able to make their to make their shots or not. And see, that's that's the frustrating thing about watching the Sixers because. When you have someone like Embiid, okay, you you get in that half court offense, and him getting the ball. I mean, most times he's getting doubled, but he's got to have people who can knock down shots. And uh, when when you're kicking it out to PJ Tucker, um, and when Tobias Harris and George Niang ain't hitting shots, and we've seen DeAnthony Melton fall off, and Maxi, um, he hit some last night, but he hasn't been very consistent either. There's just nothing there. They need a backup point guard. They don't have a backup point guard. Nope. Which which leads me to this. At 3.30 this afternoon, Goran Dragic was released. You bring him in for playoffs? Backup. Without like question. A game? Without question, I would. Yeah. Oh, I would, I would bring him in over Nerland's Noel, but... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When, like we were talking before the show, I when you look at the rebounding that the Sixers do, I mean, bringing in Nerlens Noel isn't. Why not? I mean, you'd have to obviously wave somebody. Yep. Well, okay, wave wave Corkmaz. He don't play. Yeah, no. And as and as much as much as I um, because I don't think the Sixers have done him any favors. I mean, they're they're not they're not going to wave shake Milton, but they really haven't done him any favors. And it's just the situation too, but. He's a guy who just, um, I don't know if you get as frustrated as I do watching him play, because he shoots every time he gets the ball. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> he doesn't get many opportunities, so right. he has to. And as soon as he gets, as soon as he gets the ball, the, the other guys for the Sixers should just ro- rotate back on defense, because he's shooting it. Um, whether he he's, he's uh, Lou, Lou Williams. He thinks that's his role. <laughs> I know. He reminds me of, um, oh my goodness, this, this, this is going back... Um, years and years. He reminds me of Jeff Malone, a guy, a guy who, when, when I was a, a lot younger, watching this, and every time I, I like, my goodness, he don't pass. The guy that averaged twenty points a game. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. mm. It's, yeah. I mean, they and the Sixers were fortunate enough that, um, I don't know what happened. Memphis somehow they they started missing shots and weren't able to put that game away. Uh, the first exactly. game back. Exactly. Sixers could have easily lost that game as well. Right. They had two two wide open threes from Desmond Bean. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's the Sixers' big defense on on a, on a last you know final minute timeout uh, coming off a timeout from Memphis. Nobody on a guy. <laughs> He's wide open. <laughs> and then and then it, it, you tune into the, to the radio the next day and uh, excitement. Oh, this is it. This is the year they break through. Uh-huh. Why? I mean, all three of these games easily could have gone either way if Harden hits the shot last night to toe it on. Right. Uh, if, if Embiid's shot comes 
two tenths sooner. They go to overtime, and who knows what happens there. I mean, they're, they're not getting blown out. They're, they don't. The Sixers don't stink. They're probably a top six or seven team in the league. What's that get us? Nothing. No, it, it, it frustration it, gets us frustrated. You, but it does. You, you know where you know where it gets you. It gets you exactly back to the point where the Sixers said, "We can't do this anymore. We have to do the process." It gets you right back. The process got you right back to the point to where they needed the process. Yeah, and the guys, the, the pedigree just don't come out anymore. When's the last time we had a can't miss prospect come out? Nope. In the NBA draft, it just doesn't happen. I mean, you, the stars of today are getting found later on. Yep. Yeah, cause cause even back then when it, when it, when it when it got to the point, I mean the Sixers had, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, they had they had Iguodala, they had Elton Brand, um, I'm forgetting the guy's name now. I, I think I think he's I think he's on the Clippers. Um, Lou Williams. Yep, they had Lou Williams and Drew Holiday. They had, they had a young Drew Holiday who they gave up on. Guys become possible Hall of Famer. Yeah, um, uh, the guy who was traded for a, uh, they traded him for Jimmy Butler. And he's now just been he bounces around every every team. Um, Jason Richardson? No, no, no. Three three points. I can't believe I can't think of his name off the top of my head here. Um, I'll, Who did they trade for Butler? Yeah, because he played there for a little bit. I've, I I know I think he's on the Clippers now. Um, but he was part of that team too, and it was. The team was good enough every year to get into the playoffs. Now, um, Robert Covington. Robert Covington, yes, correct. And they, they, and they were good enough to get a seed. They, they get into the first round, and if they were, for, they, they got fortunate the one year um, with the injury against the Bulls. Um, um, Derek Rose. Derek Rose went down, and they were able to win that. And then it was like, what, what, what are we doing? We're this. This is just mediocrity. So. They blew it up, and we're back to mediocrity. And, and, and this isn't a time in the NBA's history where the dynasty out there that you can't beat. These teams are no. beatable. The only the only thing is, I, I agree with you. The only thing that's going to be interesting, and I don't I don't know if there's enough time for the team to gel well enough together as the Phoenix Suns with KD playing tomorrow night for the first time. I don't know if he can stay healthy. I I don't know if that team can stay healthy enough. I mean, they 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 look like. What you would call that super team? Who who who? Yeah, on might, paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Absolutely. But you're exactly right. There, there's there's no one out there who, if you look at, if you look at the top four teams in the East versus the top four teams in the West, it's 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 a toss up, and, and any one of them could win it. Absolutely, and and you know I, I I'm on Twitter last night and. Saying you know it's another second round exit, I said, "Who who's saying they're getting out of the first round?" Right, because because if you look, what we talked about last week with this schedule that's coming up, I mean, there's no guarantee they're the third seed. And and I heard I heard another guy call in and they said, uh, "Who's going to beat them in the first round?" And the guy said, "The Knicks," and they hung up and laughed at him. <laughs> yeah, right. The Knicks look Knicks looked pretty good last night. The the, the Knicks have looked pretty good since the break. They're they're the five seed right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sixers have been. The playoffs started today. We played the Mets. Okay. Well, I. <laughs> Boy, did they make some news today? Did Did you see the Nets news? 
What, they took Simmons out of the starting lineup? No, they, they're shutting him down. I knew that. Yeah, that, that. They had said that. They were taking him out of the rotation. I didn't mean to say starting lineup. He's oh. out of the rotation. No, I, I think they're not playing him. Well, he had some kind of fake injury, I think, too. My goodness. I mean, what? <laughs> That's just... Yeah, he's, he's become worthless. And right now, the Nets lead the Bucks by eight. <laughs> that's that's in New yeah that's that's in New Jersey yeah um no not New Jersey in in, in Brooklyn I'm sorry <laughs> that's I'm still I'm still thinking the, the Nets are were in New Jersey but that's just right. that's just amazing that uh, but then again you you go back to it and people are saying well you look at the trade I mean obviously now the Sixers have won the trade given the fact that that, that Ben Simmons is a non-factor but. The thing I made the comment on Twitter was Nets ain't winning a championship near the Sixers, so I guess I guess I guess it doesn't matter. Um, and that's the thing too, which, like you were saying, where you look at the draft and different things coming. I mean, the, the Sixers don't have a lot of draft picks coming up, so I don't know what room or or, or whatever they're going to do. I mean, they <laughs> even got tampering charges to get PJ Tucker and what, who was it, Montrez Montrez Harrell. Was it? Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, Harold was only a one-year deal, right? I think so. I, I hope. Just reading one story after another here. Um, uh, it, it leads you to believe that it's a big story. When you click on it. It's all clickbait. Oh, speaking of big stories, uh, we picked, We kind of said that we like the Rangers this year in the NHL. Boy, did they, they make a trade. Patrick Kane, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, well. Uh, I don't know if he'll suit up, but the Flyers play him next. I'm sure, he will if he's close to being in town. Um, yeah, it's tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if I think that's a good value, twelve to one for the Rangers. Yeah, yeah especially, especially if if come playoff time, they. I mean, I've seen enough of the Rangers to know that they can play good defense and, and, and get good goaltending. Whether that'll all come together in the playoffs with, with with some added scoring. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's a team that, hey, this, this year it's possible. Yeah, I think the NHL is pretty much wide open. And there's a lot of teams that have a shot. Yep. Colorado's playing good. I think they've won six straight. Uh, Boston looks, they're not unbeatable. I mean, they have 13 losses. They're good, but they're not, they're not, they're, they load, they're not loaded star-wise. They're just a team, you know, they're, they, they play, you know, tough, they play tough at home, early. And, um, they'll probably be, they'll have, are they home throughout? How's that looking? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah that's probably what's going to happen. They'll, they'll, they'll probably luck into the fact that they'll play the Kraken in, in, in the Stanley Cup Finals. And the Kraken, yeah. the Kraken would have left everything on the ice to get there, <laughs> like 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 the year Washington finally got got through, and Ovechkin finally won the cup when they got to play the Golden Knights. <laughs> but hey, a championship's a championship. Yeah, I mean, of former Sixers. Have you seen Isaiah Joe lately? I I absolutely have. I mean, the last game, um, I think he had three points at the half, and he ended up with twenty five for the game. I mean, the, the guy is. I, I don't Average know. Twenty six points in the last two games. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's a cha- it w- if it was a change of scenery. I don't know if it's if it's the fact that he fits well on Oklahoma City. He he just does. Um, 
Now he's exactly he's exactly when you see him play for Oklahoma City, he's exactly what the Sixers need now. Twenty last two games from three. Yep. Yep. Now I don't know. Also, in like I said, in in that situation, I mean, he's with with some injuries that that, that they've had, especially the SAG. Um, he's getting a little bit more time to play, and I don't know. It, it when when you go when you go back to it, isn't the idea of people like Daryl Morey? Coach Rivers and those guys to be able to understand and figure out whether guys can play or not. Why is it that they leave and they seem to get better? Because he doesn't give them a chance. I, he doesn't play. He doesn't play his young players. He's no. almost like ignores them. Like you're not good enough to play for me. I'm Doc Rivers. You know. I don't, I, it's, it's almost like he doesn't want to. He coaches like a young coach would, like a guy that has to win now to prove himself. I don't get it. Yeah, I and I that, guess that the re- that I just answer my own question because he feels like they have to win now. Yeah, and I guess I guess that's what it is, and I guess it's a situation where we got to go with our stars and try and try and try to win now. And if that means some younger guys like like Isaiah Joe get sacrificed and moved on, but now when you look at it, it's like, what were you doing? So yeah, just... I mean, he, he, he took he took he lasted forever with Frank on court miles. He gave them every chance. <laughs> they, they extended him three years. Yeah, I knew I wasn't afraid to put him out there. My goodness. No, and and, and compare Furkan Korkmaz and Isaiah Joe now. I mean, come on. Enough. I mean. <laughs> and, you get, and basically, you, you sacrificed Isaiah Joe's entire career, so yep. he goes on to play for 10 more years. He was yours. You gave him away for nothing. Yep. 23 years old. Unbelievable. Well, if we um, want to transition away from the Sixers, which we'll, we'll, we'll probably circle back Please. to, we'll probably no. circle back to them. It just seems to be to, to, to be the frustration. But I'll, I'm going to tell you something else now that, that that that's absolutely ridiculous. These new rules in baseball are ridiculous. This, Thank you. The pitch clock is terrible, and this and and and, and the and the balk for stepping off or pickoffs is it's it's this it's not baseball. I'm sorry, it's not baseball. Not. This idea, a little, little bit of it, I can't stand it. it. Looks like I'm playing in fast forward. This idea that batters can't step out of the box, that batters got to be looking at the pitcher. I mean, what what the heck? How, how are you going? How are you going to look down for a sign from your third base coach? Yeah, I know. Well, well, what what are you going to do? Have batters it, now? They're going to have earpieces in the helmet to get to get the signs coming digitally from the dugout. Well, who complained that the games were too long? I don't remember anybody complaining. I. I, I don't go to a, I don't go to a ballpark to say I want to go home in two hours. No, no, you're right. And if I, I mean, I, I, I guess if you, if you turn a ball game on at seven o'clock at night and it doesn't get over till ten fifteen, ten thirty. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. So here's my other, here's my other point that I can't stop thinking about. If you're MLB, why would you want the games to be faster? You're, you're, you're showing less commercials and making less advertising money. You, you, you would think. Um, I just, yeah, you're right. I just, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't like it at all. Now, I know, I, I, I think the understanding is because, because when you watch some of these spring training games, the pitch clock is, you can see it when you're looking ahead. I don't think that's where the clock is going to be. 
I think it's going to be someplace else, like in the outfield. Now, I don't know if the television feed is going to have the pitch clock there, so as you're watching the game, you can see it. Um, but it's like, oh my goodness. Well, I mean, if you, if you look at the rules, the times aren't specified. It doesn't say that it's going to be a 15-second, 20-second clock. It says it says it will be a pitch clock time. I think it says time to be determined. So yeah, maybe they'll ask around, you know, the players and what they thought of it. I know Zach Wheeler didn't like it today. Well, and the thing too is, I mean, I, I guess the idea is when the pitcher gets the ball, get the ball and pitch it. Because what's, I mean, if, if, if you need to stall for a little bit or whatever, what, what's to keep the catcher from just holding it an extra five seconds before he throws it back? That's true. You know, um, but but I think but I think the thing is the way the way most pitchers work, they they got to when I guess what they were complaining about was once that once they got the ball, it was taking a while for them to pitch. But the thing is, if they were trying to speed that up, what, what I think what they did was then they had to put I think they tried to balance it out by putting the rule in for the hitter as well. And it kind but that that was always the strategy in baseball. You know, that's oh, the, uh, hey, throw off a guy's timing. Yep, someone step out of the box. Hey, that's right, that's right. You take the pitch on your time, not his. And the pitch, and then, and then the next time it's or the next at bat or whatever, the pitcher realizes he might do that, so he could throw a quick pitch, or he could even wait. Yeah, you're right. It's it's ridiculous. Guess what? It happened in a, in a college game. A game was decided. It was three two in the, in the in the ninth inning. Three two pitch, bases loaded, and the pitcher took too long. Called a strike. Four. Oh, called ball four. Ball four. Ball four. Yeah. Walked in the game-winning run. I mean, yep. What are you kidding? They, they can't have the clock on in the ninth inning. That has to be. That has to be a roll right off the bat. They, you cannot. You can't have it in the ninth. There's no way. I think. Um, I think Manny Machado made <laughs> made a joke. He said. He said, "Well, uh, I'm going to be down 0-1 every at bat." <laughs> Because he has he has his pattern that he goes through when he get, when he goes up there to bat. He's like, well, I'll be down 0-1. Wow. <laughs> I mean, what a, what what a nice contract he got. Yeah, he got. I think he got seven million more a year than originally. I mean, there was rumor that he was going to leave San Diego, but I guess he likes it there. He likes the cash. Well, but eleven it, years. Oh. I don't know. I guess that's the going rate at this point. Phillies have kind of made that the market with Bryce Harper and Trey Turner and the deals they got. Well, and what they what what, what you look at if you look at the Padres, they'll have they'll have you Darvish over forty at the end of his contract. Bogarts will be over forty, and Machado will be over forty, wow. <laughs> and, and and still at the end of their contracts if they're still there. And Soto's um, still a question mark. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. I mean that. I don't. I haven't looked to see um, who they put out there as, as odds on winning the World World Series, but that that team, uh, wow. I think obviously Houston's the favorite. Yeah, and lo- a lot of I think a lot of um, the uh, odds have gone towards the Braves as well. I I'm, I'm, I guess. I mean, you know, the Mets, of course, are going to be up there. Um, Yankees are always a, a, a popular choice. Well, uh, Phillies are fourteen to one. Yeah, I mean they haven't gotten a lot of love with um, what's what with, uh, with with a lot of that. And what's interesting is, I mean, 
it wasn't like a lot of people left. They actually added the best shortstop in baseball. Um, yeah, but the Mets have spent so much money. And, true. And the Braves are always, it's always the third choice in the division. Right. They are. And 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 the question mark that that always hangs over the Mets when you look at it is Verlander and Scherzer's health. I mean, do do they um, get injured at at some point? I mean, that's just that's just due to age. Yeah, you know, a lot of innings on those arms. Right. Uh, speaking of arms, Aaron Nola pitched yesterday. They said his fastball popped off at ninety one. Is that a concern, or is he just is he just stretching his arm? Well, I think. I think last year he may have topped out around what ninety five, ninety six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so is he just getting some exercise in at this point? I hope so. <laughs> Jose Alvarado was getting it up there at a hundred, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, he always does. Yeah, he always does. Now, 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 whether whether it's 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 over the plate and a quality strike or not, well, <laughs> I think I think that he's got it figured out. I think our. Our new Jose Alvarado is going to be Gregory Soto this year. Yeah, I I, I think so. Um, He's going to be the adventure out there, and he throws strikes. And I and and the hope is that Sir Anthony Dominguez can stay healthy. Once again, they go into a season with no defined closer. Is that the way they're going to go into it, or are they going to they're going to name a closer? I would I would hope they name a closer, but the thing is, who do you name? I I that that's the question, and I I didn't hear any. Anybody say that? Well, there's kind of a competition for the closer role now. I don't know. I don't know if Seth Rob Thompson's that type of manager. I think he might go by feel and situational. If the other team has three lefties up, he's going to come in with, with Alvarado. If it's a right-handed, um, you know, lineup, it might, maybe it's Sir Anthony. Yeah, or 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 Kimbrel. Oh my God, I forgot about him. Yeah, I mean, oh, wow. I, I mean, <laughs> do. You, where, where where do you slot him in? 